Mm. Ooh. <laughs> What's up, good people? It's time for another session of that verbal cardio, man. We back, man. Back yet again. Back like we never left. Back up in the mix. We out here, man. I got my patron saints by my side. They up in here. Kiyomi's in here. Keisha, Miss Ma'am, Deo, Struggle Beer Bakeries, Akia, Reese, Ernest, Waters. What's up, Waters? You better have your H2O. Everybody in here better have their H2O. You better have the water on deck, man. I'm not playing with y'all, man. You better have your water on you. I don't want no excuses. I don't want you drinking the water. Somebody in my comment section last week was like, man, we get it. You know, you eating vegan, you drinking water, man. You throwing it in people's face. Don't nobody want to be preached to. Every time somebody starts going vegan or whatever, they got to throw it up in everybody's face. Hold on. Pause. I had to fire back on that comment. I was like, first of all, first of all, I don't be out here telling y'all to go vegan. I don't be out here preaching and putting y'all down because I'm vegan. I'm not even vegan. I'm vegetarian, but I'm mostly vegan. I mostly eat vegan, but I can't claim vegan. I always say this. I can't fully claim vegan, but I am 100% vegetarian. I say what I am, but I never be like, y'all need to do this. Y'all need to do that. What I do tell you to do is drink more water. I will own that 100%. I tell you to drink water with a straight face. I stand 10 toes in it. Drink more water. I'm going to keep saying that. Now, if you want to look at me, be like, man, just because you found water, everybody should have found water by now. This ain't some new miracle shit. You should have been drinking water your whole life. You bathe in it. You wash up with it. You cook food in it. You drink it. Should have been on this. I'm going to keep saying it. Drink more water. Drink more water. It's only going to benefit your life. And I'm going to keep saying that. As far as the vegan thing, I be I don't be shoving it down y'all throat. I talk about what I like to eat, what I be doing, my struggles and stuff, but I never sit here and tell y'all, why you eating meat? Why, why are you doing this? You better stop eating it. I ain't never came at y'all like that. I, I used to laugh at vegan food. I was like, man, what the hell is this, man? I used to clown it on all Deaf Digital, in public, in social media. So I can tell that person that said that, I can tell you don't really watch me. Because if, if you really watch me on the day-to-day, I'll be lusting after the filthiest food all the time. I'll be lusting after pure filth. I talk about it. I talk about when I used to eat meat. I talk about what was good. I'll be talking about the most epic filth. Anybody that, that, that follows me on a regular basis knows that about me. I'll be over here lusting after pure filth. So I can tell him, like, man, you ain't from around here. Then he tried to say, y'all, I'll, I'll, I'll be in it. No, you don't. You, oh, you wouldn't have said it. You wouldn't have said it. Now, if you're tired of me talking about water, then just, I'm sorry for you because I'm going to keep talking about water. You, you need to get up in it. I want everybody drinking water wholeheartedly, thick, big booty waters. Not just... You can't just drink 16 ounces and call it a goddamn day and think you did something with yourself. Nah, man, 16 ounces is just the tip of the iceberg. That's just breakfast. That's just breakfast right there. 
You need to do more. You need to do more, man. Get more in you. Y'all out here with thick pee. Y'all out here with some deep, deep, dark apple cider piss because you're not drinking enough water. Pee looking like solid gold. Bronze. Y'all pissing penny juice. Y'all pissing penny juice out here, man. Drink more water. Get in on it. It's not going to hurt you. It's only going to benefit you in the long run. Sick of y'all making excuses, complaining, always bringing up, you You drink too much water, you're going to be poisoned. You know how much water you got to drink to get that man hush. Just hush. Sick of it, man. We back, man. We made it through another week. Blessed to be here, man. If you was here last week and you here right now, this week, blessed. You're blessed to survive another week. Charlotte and Washington, D.C. were fantastic this past weekend. The Ball Brothers Tour hit those cities, and we had a great, marvelous, wonderful time. D.C. came out in epic fashion. Charlotte brought that energy. It was a good time. Now, here's, here's what's been going on with me, all right? And don't, don't get triggered because I'm talking about my diet and how I eat. So I intermittent fast, right? So I've been, I've been strict on it. I've been tightening up the reins. Here's my biggest issue when it comes to eating. Here's my problem. I don't like to waste food. I always feel like I have to finish everything that's in front of me. Like I don't have the discipline to stop eating and saving the rest for later. I don't have that discipline. My mentality is I'm going to finish everything that's on my plate. I'm going to finish Everything that's on my plate, no matter how big the plate is, I'm going to knock it down. That's my mentality. I don't have to do that, but this, this is this is who I am. I'm going to finish the food. And in the nighttime, at night, I'm, I'm ravenous at night. My appetite is through the roof at night. I'll be like... I need to eat something. I'm hungry. Let me munch on something. Let me snack on something. Let me nibble on something. I'm always thinking about food at night. I'm a scavenger at night. I'm a goddamn raccoon. I'm a gremlin. I'm just in there just looking for stuff to get into on the late night. So now that I'm intermittent fasting again, I'm like, you, you, you know what? I'm not eating past 10 p.m. The store is closed. So now I have the mindset to be like, the store is closed at 10 p.m. no matter where I'm at. If I'm on the East Coast, if I'm in Central, if I'm in Mountain, if I'm on the Pacific, if I'm overseas, 10 p.m., we shutting the doors. The store is closed, meaning I'm not eating past 10 p.m. I don't know how long I'm going to do it for, but this is where I'm at right now, and I got to be strict with it. I got to stay on it. Because what I was doing is, even though I might be snacking on healthier things, I'm still taking in mad calories on the late night tip. Because not only am I eating throughout the day, now I'm eating at 10, 30, 11, 30, 12, 30, 1, 30, 2, 30, just, just nibbling. Whether it be apples, whether it be crackers, whether it be you know smoothies, protein shakes, whatever it is, I'm still taking in calories on the late night. And these are just extra calories. And I'll be trying to be in a caloric deficit anyway. So I'm strict now. I'm back on and I'm like, yo, 10 p.m., kitchen's closed. I'm on the road. We touring again. A tight tour, like a fast-paced, 
we fly into the city the day of the show type tour. We back on that. So as before, when I do like a solo weekend, I would fly, I would fly out Wednesday night. I would fly out of LA Wednesday night. I would get to the city the morning of the show. The first show is usually one show that first night on Thursday. So I'm there Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and I go back home Sunday. So during the weekend, I got time to chill. I got time to rest. I got time to hit up different food spots. But now we flying into the city the day of. I'm intermittent fasting. I got to watch the clock. So now I have a little, I have a window where I can eat in. Here's another issue. I don't like to perform on a full stomach. So that means I can't have my dinner right before the show or else I'm going to be sluggish on stage. So, and before that, in the beginning of the day, I like to start my day with a smoothie or an avocado toast or like some juices, stuff like that. That's how I like to break my fast with like a smoothie or a juice. So now I'm roaming around the city places that are close to the hotel where I can get a smoothie, juice, avocado toast. And that's just, that's just to set it off. That's just to get my day going. But then I'm going to need that. I'm going to need that savory dinner though. I'm going to need that savory dinner somewhere. But a lot of times I don't have the time to, because I'm still tired from the flight. So I got to take a nap in the city that we just got to. So now I got to factor in the breaking of the fast, I got to factor in the nap. I got to factor in the shower, the iron, all of that, and then be at the venue in time for the meet and greet, which is at 530. So now instead of us having to be at the at the venue at like 730 or like 7, me and Kev got to be there super early so we can do the meet and greet. So that cuts into the time. So now I don't have the time. So now I didn't have time to get the dinner product. And, and I can't eat the dinner before the show because I'm going to be sluggish. So I'm in a dilemma. I'm in a pickle, if you will. I'm in a dill pickle. So then when I get off stage, I got a small window before 10 p.m. where I can eat something before I just turn the intermittent fasting clock on. So now what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to get that sweet spot to where I already have my meal for the night squared away so I can eat that meal right after I get off stage the night of the show. Or I can eat it at like 9.30, 9.45, I can dig in. Luckily, in D.C., Kevin Josh had ordered some food. Somebody got them a tofu sandwich that they didn't ask for. but So Kevin didn't want that. I was like, oh, I'll take the tofu sandwich. So when I got off the stage in D.C., I ate the tofu out of his sandwich. I didn't eat the bread, but I ate the tofu. So I was, I was able to eat a little something before I turned the clock on. So then, so then after the shows, when we go out and we break bread together, I'm just sitting on the sidelines watching them eat. Because I didn't, I, I couldn't, I didn't have time to factor in the dinner meal. So now I'm just I'm just taking them eating to the face. I'm just sitting there. When we was in D.C., I had, I did have the tofu, but it wasn't like a full meal. But I had the tofu that was inside the sandwich. So after the show, we break bread. I did have a cupcake because Kim B. Cakes made cupcake. I had a cupcake before I went up. So now it's past ten. 
So now we in the hotel lobby restaurant, right? They in there grubbing. And shout out to Chef Risha. Chef Risha, she made us cookies. She made some homemade cookies. That was fire. She made some like blueberry lemon type joint in the oatmeal rum raisin cookies. Soft, homemade. These cookies was just biblical. Fire cookies. But she gave she gave them, she gave us the cookies after the show. So it was like, yo, we can't, I can't eat the cookies. So I'm sitting there, I'm handing out the cookies that she gave. So I'm sitting there handing out the cookies. They they got the cookies. They ordered mad food. B. Lou, Kev, Josh, Greg, they eating. B. Lou had like a salmon salad. A couple of them had that salmon salad. There was pizza on the table. They ordered some fried rice with the egg on top. They was grubbing. Oh, they was grubbing. Plates clinking. They was breaking bread, napkins stuffed into the shirt. They was talking like fat Italians, just eating, passing plates, clinking, grabbing, moving, grabbing the cookies, tasting the cookies, and I'm just sitting there on the side. Being a team player, just... Just not eating, just contributing conversation, but just nothing going in the tank. I'm just like, yeah, yeah, yo, yeah, uh, it was crazy. And I'm just sitting there watching them. You know how your parents be watching you open your Christmas gifts on the side and you got them nothing because you a broke kid. So you got your parents nothing for Christmas and they just sitting there watching you open your gifts and they just like, they proud of the gift they gave you. They just like, that was me on the side. No food. Just got your salmon going. You got your, got your fried rice. Oh, all the fried rice look good. They put a little egg on top. You know, eggs really set off the fried rice. Dying inside. I was like, I can't keep doing this. Then, then the next day, this is where they played me. This is where they played me, and I'm going to clip this. Kev on stage. So we go to Charlotte the next day, right? We in Charlotte. I break my fast in Charlotte. Now, I didn't even break my fast yet at this point. We get to Charlotte. We get to the hotel. Kev is like, yo, let's, let's go break bread. Let's go break bread. And I'm like, yes, let's break the bread. I've been fasting for hours. So Kev was like, yo, they got vegan options in the restaurant, in the hotel. And then the girl that worked there, she was like, yeah, they got vegan options in there. I was like, what kind of vegan option? Is it just one option or is it options plural? What we talking about, what kind of vegan options plural? Because I need plural. Because when people say they got vegan options, it might just be one thing that's slightly vegan, like a little weak ass side item. You know, our rice is, is vegan. It's just regular white rice. God damn it. No, no extras. So we go up in there, man. We look at the menu. And Kev was like, yo, man, they got vegan options, Tom, man. We all here, you know, to here getting us a the table. They're trying to work me over. I get up in there and look at the menu. The only thing I can have legit was oatmeal. 
And I was just like, you motherfuckers. Y'all did it to me again. So now this time, and I'm not mad at them about the night before because my clock, I turned my clock on at 10 p.m. I chose this life. I chose this life. So when we get to the restaurant, you can see the video on my Instagram. When I get to the restaurant, I don't want oatmeal. I ain't want no oatmeal. That was my only option. And then I asked the server about some kind of option that, that can I get this? They was like, no, we don't have that. And I was just like, all right. He, he shut me down on two questions asked. I was just like, I'm going to just sit here. And I just sat. I just sat. They broke bread again. They had mad food, breakfast items, potatoes. Tahir had a big-ass, greasy, juicy-looking burger. Kev had, you know, some some wall. He had waffle, chicken and waffles going. Pizza was distributed. I was just like, y'all breaking bread again, huh, y'all? Yeah, yeah, cause you know, you know they got the spicy crust on that pizza, huh? Mm-hmm. I'm on the side yet again. So now, I'm gonna try to set my strategy up. What I'm, what I'm, I'm cared for and squared away. Every city, Atlanta. We're gonna be in Atlanta for several days, so I just need a little something for that first night. But after that, then I'll be good. Cause ain't, ain't gonna be no shows. It's just gonna be podcasts getting done. But these other cities, Chicago, Cleveland, New Orleans, Phoenix, Dallas, I want to make sure that I have my savory dinner in place by the time I step off that stage. And I want to make sure that I'm able to eat smoothie, some juices, avocado toast or something uh, the day of before the show. I was able to eat good in New York because we had time to go to Peace Food. So I had my biscuits. We ate good in New York. We ain't good. But man, this past weekend, I'm like, I'm not doing this again. Oh, and in Philly, I had to sit on the sidelines and didn't eat at night. So anyway, um, I'm cutting the live off. IG Live, if you want to see the rest of this episode, join my Patreon, man. Quit being cheap. Quit being cheap. Join, join my Patreon. And I'm vegetarian. I'm vegetarian. But uh, I strive for vegan eats. What's up, Natasha? Let me tell y'all something about Natasha Mark. She got me doing this this plank challenge right now. 30 days of planks, right? And she all lean. She already lean and just tone McGee. She tone Loke. She tone Bell. She just tone. She already leaned out. I'm out here with the love handles, man. I'm trying to get it under control. But anyway, it's 30 days of planks. We supposed to end up in the, we supposed to, now I don't know if y'all have done planks. I don't know if y'all have ever done these things. It's where you get your elbows there. What's up, Witty? You get your elbows on that ground and you just hold yourself up. When you do planks, you feel every second of the plank. You feel every molecule of the plank. Every piece of time is felt. Whether it be 30 seconds, 25, 46, you feel everything. Remember when you was in school and you couldn't wait for 2.30, Remember how slow the time was? Time slows down when you're doing planks. One minute in Plankville 
feels like 17 minutes. You be like, God damn, man. How much time has passed? Oh, you just did 45 seconds. 45 seconds. That's blasphemy. That's hearsay. So by the end of this challenge, we supposed to be doing four minutes and some change on this plank. I told her, I was like, look, I'm not making it. I ain't making it to no four minutes and some change on some planks. I did a minute 50 yesterday, man. I was sweating. I'd have gave up the nuclear launch codes by now. And she thinks she's slick. She thinks she's slick saying, you made it look easy. Man, Don't I'd see what you're doing. You're a trainer. You be training people so you know how to talk to people to keep them motivated. But hell no. She was like, you made it look easy. Man, I know I didn't. That's because I had a hoodie on. You couldn't see my veins exploding through my head. I just wanted to say that, man. I'm cutting the live off, man. If y'all want to see the rest of this, join my Patreon. You can see this episode live. If you want to continue to be a cheapskate, you can watch Verbal Cardio. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can go wherever you get your podcast. I'm on there. But, you know, pull up, comment, like, share, spread the word, man. Um, Yeah, man, that plank challenge, man, like today. Let me see how many I got to do today. So I got to do, oh, wait, what's today? Oh, today is a day of rest. Today is a day of rest, y'all. I don't have to do planks today. But tomorrow, I got to do two minutes. Two minutes of plank. Plankton. Hell no, man. Mm Mm-mm. And I'm supposed to end up on the last day, it's supposed to be four minutes and 30 seconds of plank. Man, listen. Listen to me when I tell you. Listen to me. I love doing challenges, though. I like doing challenges. I'll admit. Challenges are my milieu, if you will. If you will, if you will. I love doing challenges. So it it, it keeps me motivated. Um. Let me explain something to everybody right here, right now. Because Dion Lack in my comment section, I, I put up a post about, I don't like talking on the phone. I'm not, I'm not a talk on the phone person. I don't want to hop on a call. I don't want to set up a meet on the phone. I don't care if there's money involved. I'll, I'll leave money on the table. I will leave money on the table. I don't like talking on the phone. But Dion Lack, who's a favorite on uh, Daddy Issues, by the way, shout out to Dion Lack. He asks, I want to know the origin story of why you don't like talking on the phone. Well, here it is. Why doesn't Tony Baker like talking on the phone? Historically. Historically. Growing up as a kid in Chicago, Southside. Minding my own business in the 80s, being at home, being a kid. My mom used to make me get on the phone with people. She used to be like, here's Tony right here. Here he is. Handing me the phone. I'm talking on the phone to grown people. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. I'm okay. Yeah, uh-huh, 
Okay. I hated it. I hated being forced on the phone to talk to these adults. I don't want to talk to y'all. My mama is here. This is all I need. All I needed was my mama. She was right there in the house with me. I would talk to my mom on the phone as a kid. Everybody else could get the hell up out of here. I'll see you when I see you. She would hand us the phone. Me and my brothers, we would just dry on the phone. We was dry. We was giving you nothing because we didn't want to be on the phone. We still dry to this day. My oldest brother, Khalil, is the worst person to talk to on the phone. The driest this side of the Mississippi. Big dry. Now, if you catch me on the right day, I can be the best thing smoking on the phone. If you catch me on the right day with the right conversation, I'm one of the best things smoking on that phone. But if I don't feel like being on the phone, you're going to feel the energy. You're going to feel it. So growing up in that, growing up until here he is, and my mom would do this for years. My mom would do this for years. Still, still does. Let me, let me be at my mom's house right now and somebody call. Uh-huh, Tony here. Tony here. Uh-huh, Tony. This is, uh, no, no, no. Wow. Wow. You know how cats meow when they super stressed out? You know how you know how a cat's meow changes when they stress. It's like a deeper meow. Like when you're taking them to the vet, whatever, you got them in the car, you got them in the environment, they're not coming. Meow. Meow. That's me when you hand me the phone. I was minding my own business. I was enjoying life. I was sitting on the couch watching TV, giggling. Minding my own business. So in essence, my mom might have created this man you see before you who doesn't like talking on the phone. And don't get me wrong. I've had my share of phone calls. Like when I, you know, when I like a girl and it's fresh, I'm on the phone. Back in the day in high school, oh, I used to be on the phone tough. Because it was fresh. I was trying to get somewhere, man. You know, I was trying to butter the girl up, get to know her, you know what I'm saying, charm her up. That was work. That was work to a goal. We wasn't just shooting the breeze. I had a, I had plans. I had an agenda. I had a goal. Let me win you over. Let me call you. What you doing? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mackin' and cake and cake mix. Duncan Hines. Betty Crock. I'm on the phone, man. I'm doing what I got to do to attain the cheeks, if you will. To attain the relationship, the cheeks, whatever it was. I'm on the phone. Cake mixing, Duncan Hines, adding the flour, the oil, the eggs, the vanilla extract. I'm on the phone, cake mixing. I'm 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 setting, I'm preheating the oven at 375. I'm on the phone, twirling the phone cord. I'm doing what I gotta do. But it's all business. It's all business. 
So now in my life, and here's another thing. Here's another thing about phone calls. When somebody calls you, you have to give energy and attention. Right then and there. You have to be present. You have to you have to give the back and forth. You have to extend energy. You have to respond. After they say something, you have to respond right then and there. It's a lot. You you have to be on deck right then and there in the phone call. There's no room for long pauses. There's no room to get your thoughts together for real. You got to listen to other people talk about something that you might not be interested in. You got to take that. You got to eat it. You got to absorb it. You got to sit there in it. You got to listen to a lot of repetition. Some people, re- some people repeat themselves over and over again in the same conversation. Some people give you the pump fake. They give you the pump fake. All right, I got to get on up out of here. But listen, they come back again. Well, let me let me let you get on up out of here, man. I know you got to get up out of here. But listen to this. Feel this. Pump fake city. All of this, all of this can happen. One false phone call. One false move. You're stuck in it. You're stuck in the matrix. Now you've been on the phone for 45 minutes. And sometimes you can't get other stuff done when you're on the phone. You ever just be walking in a circle at the house when you're on the phone call? Walking in a circle around the living room. You went from the kitchen to the living room to the front. You look out the window. You do, you do the same shit again. You're not really getting nothing done. You're just moving. Some people can't even move. They just sit still until they get off the phone. You can't fully. Some people can multitask. Yeah, they can, they can do makeup and, and, you know, do other stuff while they talk on the phone. But some people shut down. You're not fully invested in what you're doing right in front of you. So it's a lot going on. You know, I feel like I'm not really getting the shit done. I need to get done while I'm on the phone. And and I got to clock in right when you right when you summoned me with the phone call. I got to clock in. I got to be ready. And so it's just a mixture of all of this. And it's just like, now granted, there are sometimes I can be an all-star on that phone. But it's rare, man. Get your boy up out of here, Sheldon. You good? You you got quiet. That's because I want to get up out of here, Sheldon. Get me out of here. Now people take it personally when like, you know, They'd be like, call me. I'd be like, nah, I'm not going to call you. I'm not going to call you. Let's hop on the phone call. I'm not hopping on shit. I'm not hopping. I'm not stepping. I'm not sliding. I'm not flipping into the phone call. I'm not cartwheeling into the phone call. I'm not jogging into the phone call. I'm not sprinting into the phone call. I'm not coming to the phone call. With a hop, skip, jump. Whatever, frolic. Nope. No. What you want? If you text me, yo, let's hop on the call. Text me what you want to talk about in the text that you just sent. That's fine. And I get it. I get it. I get it. Not everybody likes to text. The nuances. There's certain tones. Leave a voice note. Leave a voice note. If If you want the tones maximized, if you want the... The nuances, if it's too much to text, 
Voice note it is. Very simple, very easy. It's the same as you talking on the phone. Leave a voice note, but it's urgent. Why, why have we got to drag this out? Because I'm doing something. And that something doesn't involve you. Leave a voice note. Leave several. I'll listen. I'll listen to voice notes. And I'll even send you some voice notes back if I'm too busy. But I'm not going to be held hostage in the moment. So that's that's pretty much my origin story on not liking the phone. Don't take it personal when I don't call you. Don't take it personal when I watch your phone call die off and then I text you right back. Don't take it personal. You're not the only one. And I love you to death. I love you to death. I love you. Like, I like you. I value you. But at the same time, I got to value my peace of mind. I'm out here fighting for my goddamn life every day. I'm dealing with extreme heartbreak and sadness. I need to find peace of mind wherever I can get it. And if that means not hopping on phone calls, so be it. Don't take it personal. It's not you, it's me. That's what's going on. Get off my back. Stop making me get on the phone. I exactly, Kim, Kimmy. Exactly, man. I gotta protect my peace. I'ma still communicate with you. I love you, man. Text all day. I'll leave you some voice. If you want to hear my voice, I'll send you a voice note. I get it. I get it. Some people find my voice appealing, soothing. I get it. I'll send you a voice note. I got you. But don't force me onto the phone. And please don't take it personally. Please don't take it personally, man. It's not you. Trust. TC said you won't. I'll leave a voice note. Got you. And in person, man, I'm, I'm right here for you in person. I'm right here for you in person, man. I'm a good time in person. You know what I'm talking about? You feel me, man. But that, that's... That's just me in a nutshell, man. Um, and also, y'all, y'all gotta y'all gotta quit being oblivious to what's going on around you. I see a lot of people out here with the obliviousness, and it's just like, yo, pay attention. Pay attention to your surroundings, man. Pay attention to what's going on around you. Be mindful of who's behind you, who's ahead of you. Sometimes when I'm walking like through a busy airport, I can see kids that I know are oblivious in the moment. Give a look at a kid and you can tell they're not paying attention to what's going on around them. So you so you prepare for that. All right, all right this kid is not watching where they're going. So let me slide to the side because he's about to run into me. I can tell. There are some full grown people that are oblivious to their surroundings, oblivious to people behind them, oblivious to the moment that's going on. Case in point, sometimes when we're doing the meet and greets, some people don't care about the line behind them. 
They just like, look, man, I'm meeting you, I'm greeting you, but I'm going I'm to talk to you at length. You can't. There's people waiting. It's a line. We love y'all, but be mindful of the, of the line, man. There's people waiting, man. We, we, we just ain't got that type of time. This one dude, we was at the meet and greet in Charlotte. <laughs> he was cool as shit, first of all. Super cool. But at the end of it all, at the end, we taking the pictures, we dapping it up. He replants his feet. Man, I got to ask you. Who are your three influences in comedy? I'm like, <laughs> it's 80 people in line. He asked me a podcast question. 80 people behind him. He was just like, nah, man, fuck all that. Who are your three influences in comedy? Kev was like, man, look out, man. We we <laughs> we can't. Because you got to think about the line, man. We got a whole line. I answered this question, though, when he was on the way out. After we was like, man, get the hell up out of here, man. I was like, Jerry Seinfeld, Damon Wayne, and Sinbad. But it was just funny that he was just like, man, I know people waiting, but who are your three? The hard-hitting questions with a line full of people? Come on, man. <laughs> Come on, man. You got, you, you got to be mindful of what's going on around you, y'all. Got to be mindful. And that's one thing about me. Like, I get anxiety if, like, it's a line of people behind something that's going on. I feel like we talked about this on Daddy Issues, but, like, I get anxiety. Like, if if, it, if there's a line of people waiting to talk to me or buy a shirt or whatever and you talking to me long style, I, my anxiety is building because I see the people waiting. I see them standing there waiting, and they don't care what you talking about. They don't care about what me and you were talking about. They like, man, hurry up, man. We got to get the hell up out of here. So my anxiety is building as you just chilling. So, you know what I'm saying? Try to to be mindful of the surroundings and what's going on. If you're the last person left, then it's a little different then. But if you see the line, come on, man. Every flight, every flight, that we had last weekend was delayed. I don't know what's going on out here with these airlines. Every single flight was delayed. It's so annoying. It's so frustrating. Especially when you have a connecting flight. That's when the bull that's when the bullshittery is at an all-time high, is when you have a connecting flight. Like I'm flying out of LAX, I'm going to Detroit. I got like a a 56-minute layover in Detroit. So really, when you have a 56-minute layover, the reality is you got to subtract 35 minutes off that 56 because usually flights board about 35 minutes before the actual takeoff time. So now if it says, and when you book your ticket, if it says, you got a layover. You got a 46-minute layover and such and such. I would recommend not, not booking that particular flight because what you're doing is the slightest delay, now you asked out on the connection. Booty, booty out on the connection because now your flight got delayed 50 minutes 
You just erased your whole layover time. So that's why now, you know, with all these delays, every flight getting delayed, I'm just like, well, all right, so I'm going to pick a layover that's like two hours and some change, 90 minutes and some change to give yourself a little cushion so you're not running through the airport like the McAllister family and home alone. But we, every flight was delayed. Even when we got on the plane, we sitting on the tarmac, chilling, airplane getting hot. We would, every flight, all of them, I was like, this is just getting ridiculous, man. I'm going to start skateboarding to different cities, man. If this if this is what we're going to be doing, I'm skateboarding. I'm going to get one of my legs swole as hell. My, my legs need some sun anyway, man. I'm skateboarding to every city. I'm getting a goddamn pony. I'm riding ponies to every city on the tour, man. I might as well, Oregon Trail. If we're going to be having delays, I'd rather get into some bear attacks than have to sit there with the delayed flights. At least I got a story to tell. Y'all got attacked by a grizzly coming through the Montana mountains. Man, enough with the delays, man. You're killing us out here. You're killing us. Why are you doing this to us? Tired of it, man. My patron saints, man. Let's get into some this or that, man. Let's do it right here, right now. Let's get into some this or that. Y'all ready for that? Um, oh, Analog Future had one ready. This or that? Red Man or Method Man? Ooh. Red Man or Method Man? First of all, let's break it down. Red Man and Method Man are the ultimate duo. When Def Jam decided to put those two artists together, it was a match made in heaven. Um, they didn't start out as a duo. Y'all already know Method Man came out with the Wu-Tang Clan. Red Man actually precedes uh, Wu-Tang Clan. Uh, Red Man's debut album came out in 92, I believe. What the album. Um came out with ep and d and them you know what i'm saying eric sermon and them so red man was out first he was out here uh time for some action let's get ready to rumble and then method man comes out with the wu-tang clan classic voice grimy gritty voice i came to bring the pain hardcore from the brain uh damn my favorite Red Man album is There is a Dark Side. I know he hates that album. Red Man has said that he doesn't like that album because he was in a dark place in his life at that time. Method Man had the M-E-T-H-O-D, Man solo joint on the Wu-Tang album. He does the, the chorus on Cream. His Takao album has Bring the Pain, um, You're All I Need. Well, the, the, the original version. I think the remix was on the show soundtrack. Um... But I'm stalling. I feel like this. Now, in this day and age, I prefer Method Man. But I will say, I think Red Man has the better catalog of solo albums. 
I feel like Redman has the better catalog of solo albums. I feel like between Muddy Waters, There Is a Dark Side, I feel like Redman has has crafted better solo albums than Meth. Because I, I love Takao. Takao 2 was kind of bloated. Takao 2 just had too much going on. Um, but I, this is tough because I really, I really, I really love both these cats. Um, I don't know. Do I have to pick one? What's the ramifications if I can't decide? Cause I love both these cats and what they bring, and it's just it's just hard to cause like I said, Redman has the better albums, but Method Man, man, I like Method Man's flow better. Two minute plank. If I can't decide, well, we ain't got time to hear the two minute plank in two minutes. I don't know, man. I can't really decide. I, I it's a tie. Not damn. I got nothing on this, this, that. It's a tie. Um, Jay Finesse asks, talking on the phone for an hour straight or talking to a long-winded fan for an hour straight? Who am I talking to on the phone? Like, what kind of phone conversation is it? Cause I can talk on the phone for an hour if 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 the flow is right. I would rather talk on the phone for an hour because sometimes, like with with a fan, one one thing I don't like doing is talking about what I, what I I don't like talking about what I've done for long periods of time. If that makes any sense. Like, I don't like talking about, you know, this video, that video, this video, that video. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? The raccoons. When I did the raccoons, then when, you know, I see what you got going. I see the tours going on. Like, I'm not I'm not big on just talking about myself and what I got going on. So with a fan, I feel like they'll be like, man, that raccoon joint. Oh, oh and the cram. Oh, and the gorilla and the one and then the, and then the joint and then this and then this and then this and then this and then this. And we just talking about my whole resume. Even though I'm flattered, I, I just don't. Talking about myself in that way doesn't interest me. Like I'm not I'm not built like that to where it's just like I, I'm getting off and I'm getting stimulated by talking about what I got going and what I've done like this. That's not the ideal conversation for me. Like anybody that knows me for real, you know that I ask a lot of questions. Like I ask about your life and what you're into and like, you know what I'm saying? I come in with my little stories and, and spills too, but uh, I'm mostly interested in like, you know, what you had for dinner, where you grew up, what city you from, what's your favorite album, what's your favorite movie, why is that, why is this? And so if I'm talking to a fan, I feel like they just want to dig into me and what I got going and, you know, all of that. And I'll just be like, I'll, I'll just run out of steam for an hour. I'll just be like, get your boy up out of here, shorty. 
So I, I guess I would take the hour long phone call. And and if I am on the phone for an hour, at least I got some I can still take the trash out. I can still, you know, cook. I can still, you know, vacuum or whatever. Or, you know, iron. I still feel like I can do some stuff while I'm on that phone. So yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take the the goddamn hour phone call. Um your big debut career coaching and consulting acts. I really need you to change that name. I know that's the business, but 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 come on, man. Your big debut career coaching and consulting. Every time I talk, I mention you. All right. Here's a question though from from your big debut career coaching and consulting. Your old Lancer that breaks down every day with no warning. Or luxury vehicle that works very well, no issues, but you can't listen to any music in the luxury car at all. Oh, God. Damn. Give me the Lancer. Give me the Lancer. It is good branding because I just I just named their business several times. I get it. I get it. Don't change it. But I'll just be tired because it's long. Give me the Lancer. I need that music. I need the music. Give me the hoop, dig. Give me the pow, pow, pow. Give me that. Give it to me, man. I can't be in the car with no music. I'm just sitting there thinking, reflecting on every drive. I'm driving for now. I'm driving down to San Diego with just the sounds of traffic, man. Get the fuck out of here, man. Absolutely not. I'm I'm riding on pure memories and thoughts. No, nope. I'm gonna be a serial killer by the time I get to the destination. I'm gonna be thinking about the perfect murder. Yeah, I could murder them, and then I could I could dispose of the body. I got the connection on the crematorium. I could cook meth and distribute it. Nobody will ever know. I need music, man. Hell no. That's some boring drives. Give me the raggedy whip with the, with the sound system. I can tell you, I can handle raggedy whip life. I'm used to it. I've done it. I can go back to it. But I got to have that music, man. Please. Please don't do your boy like this, man. Just the sounds of just 65 miles an hour. That's what I'm listening to. 65 miles an hour. The debut single from Life. Nah, man. Mm-mm. Good question, though. Uh, your big debut career coaching and consulting. Good question. Um, Cutie B asks, you have the ability to explore without harm or injury Okay, so, all right, this is the setup of the question. So I have the, the ability to explore without harm or injury. Am I going space or sea? QDB, let me, let me follow up with, on this question. How fast can I move in space? 
That's what I need to know before I, before I can give the answer. How fast can I move in space? No limitations, space. Space all goddamn day. If I could just move around and 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 time and space is not an issue, space. Oh. Oh yes. I'm talking the horseshoe nebula, Jupiter, Saturn. I'm going to different galaxies. I'm looking at black holes. I'm looking at different planets. I was watching YouTube videos last night about planets like Neptune and Uranus and like a planet that's so dark you can it doesn't reflect any light at all. So you can't see it in the in the and the temperature of the planet is like 2100 degrees Fahrenheit. So really all you could see is like the core of the planet, but that's that's buried beneath all these hot ass clouds. I want to see this. I want to see these big ass earth-like planets. I want to see these ocean-like planets. I want to see Beetlejuice, the star. I want to see a star explode. I want to see comets. I want to see asteroid belts. I'm out there, man. Oh, I'm in space. Tough. No disrespect to the ocean. No disrespect to the ocean. Ocean, a good-ass time. There's a lot going on down there. It's going to be a lot of life to look at. I want to go down so deep. I'll be like, man, look at this ugly-ass fish down here. I want to be down there. But space, the limitations, though, how far I can go. I want to catch up to the satellites that we sent off. Like, man, what did you see? I want to be messing with the satellite components and just, you know, doctoring it up. I want to see if there's other alien civilizations out there, man. I'll be like, yo, so y'all really, you, how'd you conquer the, how'd you conquer the space travel? I want to be out there having real conversations, smoking a cigarette in space, chopping it up. I'm a big fan, big fan. I want to be out there. So space, yeah, space for sure, absolutely, without a doubt, 100%. Okay. I can't read this quick because it's good. Why is it popping? All right. Charles Cooper asks, Aretha Franklin or Patti LaBelle? I'll admit, I don't listen to either one heavy, heavy. And you know, Aretha Aretha Franklin is just. I'm going to go with Aretha. But at the same time, I don't want to lose on my own with Patti LaBelle and Michael McDonald. I don't want to lose that. On my own, this wasn't how it was supposed to be. Was again. I love that song. I love I love On My Own more than any Aretha Franklin song. On my own. And we weren't even married. But I'm going to go with Aretha, though, for the full catalog. I'm going to go with Aretha Franklin. Aretha Franklin. Um, T. Rose asks, 
Big Boy or Andre 3000? This is a good-ass question. I'm going to tell you why. I feel like Big Boy is criminally underrated as a rapper. I feel like he doesn't get his just due. I feel like he don't get his props. Because when I first started listening to Outkast, Big Boy is who really got my attention. When I first tapped in the Outkast, Big Boy was the one I was like, yo, man, how he rapping like this? His flow got my attention, man. It snatched me up by the collar. That he's what reeled me into the cast. The Southern playlistic Cadillac music, players ball, all them joints. It was it was just something about his flow and his voice. I was just like, yo, man, who these cats is? So so big boy is who reeled me in. Even that hootie who that hootie who verse. It goes on and on and on like that. Going out to the pimps and the G's and the lack. All sucky, sucky. All day and day. Any day, every damn day. I be thinking about the good old days. When I was a whippersnapper, I used to try to get a kiss, but now I be them draws a master. I'm just a Southern playlistic pimp. I used to sling a fat rock, but now I'm serving him. Big boy was, was the dude, man. So I feel like, man, y'all, y'all better respect this man. Um, and as good as Andre is, Big Boy was able to hang with him for multiple albums. A lot of people be falling by the wayside when they're on the track with Andre. A lot of people, they be getting outshined and shoved to the side all the time by Andre 3000. When Andre show up for a feature, everybody be like, God damn, man. This dude just came in here and just... Took over the whole goddamn track. Big Boy was hanging with Andre all the time. For multiple albums. But here's, here's where the two separate. And here's why I give Andre the slight edge. Andre would dig deeper into the personal aspect on, on, the, on the content. That, that's where it's just like, oh, okay. All right, Andre. He dug further. He, he went a little deeper with the human experience. That's what gives Andre the edge for me. So I'm just like, all right, that's why Andre is in my top five and Big Boy isn't because Andre would just, he would go that extra mile to dig a little bit deeper. So I'd be like, all right, all right, Andre. But but for me, I'm telling you, man, like for me, when I listen to Outkast, it's it's not like it's not like I'm listening to one is clearly weaker. Lyrically, I don't, I don't, I don't take them like that. Like I, they both fire to me when they be doing when they did Outcast albums. I be knowing the Big Boy words and the Andre words, so you know that's why that's why they are the best duo 
to ever exist, in my opinion. So, but I'm gonna get I'm gonna give the slight edge to Andre three thousand. Cause when I when I think about when I think about the international players anthem and how Andre just kicked that shit off, it was just like, damn, you know what I'm saying? Big boy brought it at the tail end of the track though, but but that that Andre kickoff was just like, God damn. So yeah, but they they both legends in the game and and, and big boys in my top, and so there's that. Um, this or that. Cafe Olay J asks, rhubarb pie or cherry pie? I don't know if I've ever had rhubarb. I think I have had rhubarb. I'm going to be honest, man. I've never been a big fan of cherry pie. Like, it's cool, but I've never been like, my favorite cherry pie is the song by Sade. Other than that, cherry pie was just never my thing. It was just like, I don't know. I don't know, man. It was, I mean, I like the crust on cherry pie, but it was just, it ranks very low on my pie chart. But I remember having rhubarb pie and enjoying it a little bit more because the cherry pie is kind of it's kind of too explosive it's kind of too much i feel like rhubarb pie was more subtle and i enjoyed it i enjoyed it a little bit more because of that but it's just rhubarb just sounds ugly and unattractive and boring and stiff and it's just like rhubarb it just sounds like rhubarb pie sounds like you stuck in a conversation with somebody that bores the shit out of you i got some rhubarb pie let me tell you something. Back in 1946, I, uh, that rhubarb pie, like rhubarb? Like nobody's talking about rhubarb out here on the street. Rhubarb is mad ugly. Rhubarb? It don't even sound, that, that ain't going to get the kids excited. Cherry pie sounds better, but taste-wise, I might have to go with the rhubarb if I'm thinking about the right pie. And somebody asked, am I a fan of hot fruit? I am. Like, I like uh, peach cobbler. I like peach cobbler a lot, actually. But when it comes to pies, when it comes to pie, I'm more of a fan of, like, cold pies. For the most part, like banana cream pie is my favorite pie of all time. That that's my mm. banana cream pie. That's my shit. With that little whipped cream topping and the little the little almond shavings on the top, a little crust right there. Mm. Mm-hmm. Banana cream pie, lemon meringue pie. Mm. Mm. Sweet potato pie. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm hungry right now, goddamn. But uh <laughs> we always end up on food. But banana cream pie is my shit. But like, you know, for the hot pies though, I like peach cobbler. Apple pie is cool. Um I like apple cobbler better though. 
Even though you you could argue that they're the same, but there's something different about the cobbler crust. Um, but yeah, God damn, I'm hungry now. I found some no sugar added canned apples, and I was making like this apple cobbler crumble all the time. But I could never find those no sugar added apples in the can, so I quit making it. But man, that, that was a good ass time. All right, I'm gonna do one more before we get out of here. If I didn't get to your this or that question, save it for future episodes. We're going to tackle it. Just save it. Just lock, have them locked and loaded and ready. I like how y'all had them locked and loaded and ready today. Um, Gladys Diaz asks, this or that, stuck on a plane with turbulence the whole flight or stuck on a boat during a bad storm? Give me the turbulence because being on a boat during a storm that's going to be way more intense probably going to be getting big wet you're probably going to be getting slung all over the goddamn boat you're going to be grabbing stuff going to be getting spilled over it's going to be coming and hitting you in the face you're going to be sliding around the boat might flip over Waves coming in, a whale might land on your goddamn knees. Oh shit, a whale! Ah, God, landed on my knees. Grab the get the get the ropes. Grab the port side. Get the sails up. Dolphin might land on the boat and then slide over, and then he start panicking, and then you scrambling with a dolphin, trying to get him back in the ocean. And then the orca hits you in the back. A squid lands on your head. It's just all kind of stuff that can just fly up in there, man. Random fish, piranhas in there now. Now it's a piranha that went down your shirt. You just fighting for your goddamn life, man. You're slipping and sliding. Stuff going overboard. You're getting socked in the face. At least with the turbulence, I'm buckled up. We all in the seat. This is going to be just going to be mad moving while we in the seat. The flight attendant just going to be sitting down. Ain't going to be no drink, sir. We just going to be in there rocking and rolling. We just shoulder to shoulder. We just going to be doing this. We're going to be scared, but at least, you know, we ain't getting wet. We're not getting hit with random sea creatures. We're not, we're not physically slipping and sliding. We're not holding on for dear life before we end up in the vast ocean. We just turbulence. We just in here. Yeah, damn, man. We, we praying. Because you're going to be praying either way. You're going to be praying on that boat. You're going to be praying in the. Come on now. But at least when you're on the boat, you be like, yo, if it does go down, maybe I can grab a raft, I can survive. But you in a bad storm. Can you imagine being in a bad storm? You see it like you in a hurricane, you in the middle of a cyclone, and you in the vastness of the ocean. At least in the airplane, this turbulence is going down. But at least I got the windows shut. I got my eyes closed. I'm inside. I'm not wet. I'm not getting hit in the face with hail. No wind, but that goddamn boat, man, look out, man. You're out there. You're butt-ass naked in the boat. Even if you're in the bottom of the boat, you're still going to be getting slung around. All the books you got on the shelf, it's going to be sheets and bed spreads flying around. The water going to come down, and then now you got mildew. Your drawers is wet. You got wet socks. You got wet socks. You got to think about that, man. So, yeah, man, I'd rather give me the turbulence, the whole flight, five, six hours of turbulence. I'll take it. 
Because that boat, so you don't know how long that storm going to last. That storm could last for 18 hours. That storm can, can, can keep bringing you into the mix. That storm could be like, no, nah, come with me, man. Come with me, man. I'll take you on a whirlwind tour. Now you caught up in the storm. You traveling with the storm. Now you've been in the storm for 26 hours. I thought you was going to pass me up. Nah, man, come with us. Hell no. Hell no. Turbulent flight. Anyway, man, I want to thank y'all for tuning in to another episode of, uh, you know, Verbal Cardio. Shout out to my patron saints. Y'all have made the show better. I appreciate y'all, man. Love y'all passionately. Uh, stay tuned for more movie nights. I think we're going to do a movie night tonight because I haven't done one. Uh, I didn't do one Monday because I just needed I just needed rest, y'all. I needed rest. Oh, I needed it, y'all. And plus, I had some work to do yesterday that I didn't plan for. So, but movie nights. And I'm sure we do a movie night. Uh, doing a movie night Wednesday and Thursday for sure. So, don't even trip on that because I don't have to go to Atlanta until Friday night. So, uh, but I want to thank y'all, man. Shout out to my patron saints. Remember, if I didn't get to you this or that question, Lock and load that mug up. Keep it, keep it, keep it on the tuck. Keep it close. Keep it close, man. Put it right there. Put it by your crotch. Just have it right there, sitting, ready to go, ready to fly out. I want to thank everybody that pulled up. Y'all was in here deep. I thank y'all. What's up, Willie Buckshot? Love you, bro. Hope you're doing well. Shout out to Willie Buckshot and his family, man. Uh, love you, dude. For real. Um, I want to thank y'all though, man. And thank you for tuning into another session. Of that verbal cardio.